Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's our number two with Tobin and Leroy. All right, welcome back, everybody. It is. I'm so used to hearing the slow version of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah it caught me off guard. It did. Uh, welcome on back, everybody. It is Tobin and Leroy here with you on 560 WQAM. Miami Heat got their season underway on Wednesday. A one-point win over the Detroit Pistons. Now they embark on heck of a road trip to start the season. And you guys, of course, can listen to that here on 560 WQAM. But if you're looking to tune in, of course. You can watch that on Bally Sports Sun. 7.30 tip-off tonight from Jimmy Butler's Roadhouse, the TD Garden. Let's go out to the Toyota of Hollywood guest line. Shop hundreds of Toyotas indoors in one of America's largest showrooms at Toyota of Hollywood on 441 between Hollywood and Sheridan. Then we will talk to the voice of the Miami Heat, the franchise original. We always love uh, when he gives us some time. Eric Reed joining us here on the program. Eric, how are you? Thank you, Tobin. Not as good as Leroy, who runs behind your blocking on a daily basis. <laughs> uh, first, what was, I guess, a couple of big takeaways from the opener, Eric? What were some things that stood out to you, you enjoyed? And uh, it got a little dicey there at the end, but they pulled out the victory. Yeah, 19, you know, first ever one-point win in, in a season opener. It was a little frightening when that 19-point lead got to one. I think the Heat went the last two and a half minutes without scoring. But, I, you know, you, you try to see the positive side of that. And I thought you saw poise and a maturity to not let poor fourth-quarter offense, you know, take away from your defense. Four stops in the last minute and a half of that game with a one-point lead, including a, a bam block shot uh, on Kate Cunningham. And the Kate Cunningham missed from three right as the game ended. So... Uh, you know, I like the bench for Miami, um, especially Duncan Robinson. His three-point shooting now becomes, you know, again, a focal point. So, a return to, 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 you know, what we got used to a few years back. Um, the Heat lost a lot of three-point shooting in Vincent and, and Struess. Matter of fact, they only took 22 threes uh, in the season opening game, guys. They, they did that 22 threes or less three times all of last year. So they won opening night with not a good night of offense. Um, the offense is, is a concern until proven otherwise. But, hey, let's let's get ready to step up in weight class. Uh, a return to 
three of the last four conference finals and a return to a building where Miami won three times in the conference finals last year, including uh, that culture-defining 19-point Game 7 win that, that I know Tobin has pinned up in his, in, in his family room. <laughs> Eric, I was really impressed with, you know, I always look for, okay, what did this guy do, you know, in the offseason? What did he work on? What did he, you know, can I see it, you know, um, you know, happening in the beginning of this year? I was impressed with Tyler's defense. I mean, holy smokes, that he was very active. And and I think that's is that just part of his his evolution, part of his, you know, I want to be a complete player cuz I know he talks about scoring a lot and he probably didn't have one of his better nights scoring. But on the defensive side of the ball, that's a big contribution from him. That is a prerequisite if you want to get Big minutes with Miami, you're going to have to hold up that end of the bargain, and everybody has committed to it. I think everybody with the Heat generally gets better at it. Um, you know, listen, Ty, Ty, Tyler's going to do what he can on that end, um, but he earns his money uh, on the offensive end of the floor. You know, I think the one area that, that I'm waiting to see Tyler take that next step and how does – listen, he's entering the prime of his career right now as, as a young veteran in his fifth year. You know, how can he improve his scoring, especially if he's not going to get a lot more shots because he's going to have to share that with Bam and Jimmy. He did take 24 shots in the opener, which was a team high, did not get to the free throw line. He's maybe the league's best free throw shooter. I think it's a must for him to take that next step as a high-level, high-volume scorer, even if you're not getting 20 to 25 field goal attempts, it's getting himself to the free-throw line. And we're seeing him go to the basket more. He's got to keep doing that, earn respect from the officials, and I'd love to see him get to the line four to six times a game minimum. Last year, it was under three free-throw attempts a game. Eric, this matchup uh, coming up tonight against Boston, they it's interesting. They've been, they were such a defensive team, it felt like, Kind of changed a little bit last year, but those guys who are always a pain in the butt, the Rob Williams, the Grant Williams, Marcus Smart, they're all gone now, and they've added this firepower with with Kristaps Porzingis. Drew Holiday obviously always has the rep, but Jimmy did a great job against him last year in the playoffs. What are you, I guess, looking for? This rivalry is, you know, the, it feels inevitable. They'll probably match up at one point. So uh, what are the things with that the Celtics did that you're, you're looking at in tonight's matchup? But Tobin, everybody's looking at, at Boston and Milwaukee. You know, we saw as painful as it was to watch last night, Dame Lillard <laughs> scored 39 and looked magnificent for the Bucks. Okay. Uh, Drew Holiday in, in the opener for Boston, um, you know, he didn't do that much offensively. He guarded Julius Randle for a lot of that game. It was much bigger than him uh, with the Knicks. Held Randle to one for 10 shooting. So they did lose their best defenders and their toughest guys, some of their better competitors in Grant Williams and Marcus Smart, and Robert Williams, um, and one other who escapes me at the moment right now. But um, listen, their top five with Al Horford as their sixth man is very, very strong. Their bench, they got 12 points from, from four bench players total in their opener. You know, all their their front court all played 38 minutes or more. So they're going to be as good as their first six guys let them be. Um, we'll see how that plays out over a long season. I think they're susceptible, as all teams are. But when you're when you're thin in the bench, you know, staying healthy becomes even more important for, for teams like Boston and Milwaukee. The Celtics, 
with Brown and Tatum. It's their seventh year as a duo. They're one of the league's best duos. And in Porzingis, they're really different in, in the middle. You know, he, he scored 30 in, in his Celtics debut with four block shots. And what left the, the real game one impression for, for Chris Stapps is he scored 12 of those points in the game six minutes when he was there to win or lose. So it's going to be interesting to get a look at both Boston tonight, Milwaukee on Monday night, an early season look at, at the two teams that, that everybody's pointing to in the East. And, and we'll get a chance to see how Miami early in the season matches up with both of them. Yeah, Spo was saying after the game, he's like, yeah, I'm sure they've had uh, us circled on their calendar as soon as the schedule came out. Um, matchups, like, do you feel, Eric, you know how this team is good at blocking out noise, but we know like guys like Tyler hear it. So do you feel like there may be a little bit extra onto that Milwaukee matchup or this Boston matchup, just knowing that they've changed, but the Heat have kind of come back other than, you know, a lot of the young guys. Do you, do you feel like there's a little extra juice to games this early? Yeah, I don't think it matters, Tobin, when you play them, but when you, you know, it's whenever you play the, the teams that are perceived to be, you know, the upper echelon championship chasing teams, uh, you know, you bring out your, you, you know, your best and you want to do that every night, but uh, it's easier to do that against the best team. So, listen, Miami and Boston, three of the last four years have been in the conference finals against each other. If you just look at the light, you know, and, and, and to be honest with you, they, these two teams have had 37 playoff games since 2010. They've met each other in 27 games in, in conference finals play. That's the most matchups for any two teams in a, in a conference final since they started keeping track of that in 1971. And in the last two years, guys, can you get more dramatic series? They both went seven between the Heat and the Celtics. Two years ago, they beat the Heat three times in Miami. That's never happened in a playoff series to the Heat before, including the painful Game 7 loss at home. And then last year, uh, to balance it perfectly, the Heat win in Boston three times. And, you know, Tobin, I, I, I joked about it earlier, but that 19-point win in Game 7 after losing three straight in that series, to me, stands out as the, you know, one of the best examples when people talk about Heat culture – just look at that game. Everybody thought it was over. That's why people like us knew that it wasn't because everybody thought it was. And um, so, listen, it's it's right back to that kind of feeling tonight um, to see how these two teams match up. I, Eric, the one thing that took uh, I took from that season opener is the greatest 13 minutes of basketball I've ever seen from Jaime Jaquez. The moves that kid was putting, he's impressive, Eric. I can't wait till the minutes limit is is lifted on him. From uh, from this groin from camp because that that footwork is dazzling, Eric. What, what did you make of the rookie? Loved him. You know, we didn't get much of him in summer league. He got hurt, mm -hmm. uh, missed four of the five preseason games with a strained groin. But all of us had seen enough. You know, the, the most experienced player coming out of last June's draft played four years at UCLA, and you know everybody said the kid's going to be a great culture fit. He's got a grown-up game. It's a mature game. And while the bench is thin right now without Highsmith and, and Jay Rich and with Caleb Martin rusty from a from sort of an inactive preseason, Jaime is really important to this team right from day one. The footwork, uh, the poise, the skill level, uh, he, he's, he's ready to compete at this level. And each night is going to be enjoyable to, to watch him emerge. Eric, do you get the feeling that the the – the timetable of when these young players have to 
be excellent. Like, I'm going to exclude Jaime from that because he's a little bit older. But the time frame for which these young players come into the league after one year of college and when they're deme- when they're de- when people expect them to be great, uh, sometimes that gets lost and that it's going to take a three, four years for them to develop and get to their prime. And we don't really have the patience for it. <laughs> yeah, the, the patience clock runs out quick. But listen, you know, like the NFL, the best players go generally go to the worst teams. Um, unlike the NFL, you can come out at 18, 19 years old in the NBA, uh, you know, after a year of college basketball or right. maybe no college basketball at all. And you're playing overseas or in, with overtime elite or in the G League. Um, and you're expected to come right in. You know, Haquez went to the Heat at 18. Two picks later, Houston took Cam Whitmore uh, out of Villanova, 19 years old, one year of college basketball. While his upside is considerable, he's 6'7", built like a linebacker. You know, five years from now, he might be a great player. Um, I think he played seven minutes, scoreless minutes in their opener. It's hard to come right in as a teenager and, and you know, be ready to play against these grown competitive men in the NBA. Right. Haquez seems ready. Um, and it, it's fun to have a rookie like that, that you can plug in and play. Um, and he's going to help. The Heat, the Heat might not have the star power of some of these top contenders. Uh, they seem deeper than both the Bucks and the Celtics. And we're going to get a firsthand look, as we said, over, over the next four nights uh, to see exactly how these teams, at least early, match up. Eric, uh, Kyle Lauer is never going to be the guy who takes the most shots on the team. But he's got to he's, – you got to think that he's going to pull the trigger a little bit quicker than as late as he did. Do you think you expect a more aggressive Kyle Lowry on this road trip? Because that was odd. It was such a big thing in storyline. I thought it was almost a little bit overblown, the whole comments in training camp about, I expect to be the starter. He was, and then it's like, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it almost felt like he was too passive in this in this opener. Do you feel like we need a more aggressive Kyle Lowry uh, if he is going to be in that role? Kyle, Kyle is really good, Tobin, at picking his spots. And, and, you know, one of the things that he and Jimmy have in common that I really enjoy and respect about both of them, they don't care about their numbers. They look at each game and sort of prioritize what is needed during the course of that game to help their team win that game. And that's what has made them special. I think Lowry, you know, based off last year, has been really under-respected in, in our market. You, you know, if you look at Basketball Reference, which is a really reputable site for basketball research, his Hall of Fame probability is 86%. He's going to be a Hall of Fame point guard um, when his career is done. Now, he played 32 minutes in the opener. He took one shot. It came with like a minute and a half left in the game. It wasn't one of his better games, but I'm not worried about Kyle. Listen, I uh, I have great respect for him, the, the way he's built, the competitive nature he has, the winning personality that he has. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he was injured last year. Spo has said it a couple of times, and I agree with him. It's really unfair to judge players who play when they're injured. And he did that for a lot of last season. He came back healthier and in really, really good shape. He knew that there was a chance. Listen, last 11 regular season games and an all but one playoff game, he came off the bench uh, at the end of last year. Why? Two reasons. 
One, better for Spo to control his minutes that way. Two, I think Coach was concerned about his team becoming overly reliant on a guy that may or may not be in the lineup. Uh, so Kyle knew that was in the air as a possibility for this year. Came back and, and in the training camp at FAU, didn't miss a, a down. He competed in every drill, played like a guy that was determined to win his starting job back. I loved his sort of defiant nature. When he, Hey, he, he was honest. He said, I see myself as, as the starting point guard. And whether he started or not, right. he, he's going to play the most minutes of any of the, the point guards for the Heat. It's also a different job description when you are the point guard for the Heat, when you've got a Jimmy and a Bam that can make plays with the ball as well. So I, I think Kyle's going to have a better year than he had last season, and, and I, I would encourage Heat fans not to get dismayed over his one field goal attempt in game one. We can't wait to watch you and uh, John cry tonight, Eric. 7.30, Bally Sports Sun, Heat and Celtics start of a very exciting road trip. Between uh, Celtics, you got the Wolves tomorrow night, and then, of course, a big-time matchup with the Bucks on Monday. Three games in four nights before they come back for the Nets on Wednesday. Eric, we appreciate the time. Thanks so much, man. Thanks, Eric. Tobin, I, know, I know what you're going to be doing three of the next four nights. Leroy, always good to see you, brother. Always well good to see you. Enjoy, enjoy the season, guys. All righty. There you go. Uh, we'll take a quick break. Back with more to this. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh. 